0: hey guys welcome back to the ike cast uh this is chris and i'm with my co-host as always ike
1: hey guys hi um welcome back happy new year
0: 2021 oh yeah we uh we got through the the hallway scene that was vader chopping down homies being 2020 (laughs) and now we just gotta survive the rest (laughs) oh thank god but uh yeah i mean it's it i won't lie new year but uh same problems (laughs) um
1: Well, okay, so let, let's you know just quickly touch base on that. Um, I think it's it's, you know, the new year is uh, supposed to bring you hope, right? Like yeah. you, you have your New Year's resolutions, stuff that you're thinking of doing, um, and you know, uh, underlying all of this is the pandemic, which has not gone away. The we still have you know political shenanigans going on. Um, I didn't anticipate that that would end in twenty twenty one. As soon as you know, um, the clock hit twelve p.m. and we were in twenty twenty one. I didn't yeah. think that you know everybody would um, get rational again. Um, you know we can still anticipate the same irrationality, but I think twenty twenty one should be what you know do what's in your control, right? yeah um but yeah the insanity continues and i don't you know there's certain things that are you know in the horizon which are giving us hope of a return to normalcy
0: yeah
1: uh whatever our normalcy was at the time but it's also because now we're going on to almost nine months right of this i think people are really getting tired as yeah well. I mean
0: for for some it was nine months reality for others was you know almost this entire year right like right you know because you remember the beginning of this right right the beginning of this was was, was simple right the beginning of this you know uh, a lot of people were stocking up on stuff you know remember the, the, the toilet paper crisis
1: right but that was you know in March <laughs> uh, well but... that was in
0: February actually
1: no, okay, possibly, but I I remember I had to um I went to DC on a it's like a a conference, right? Mm-hmm. And that I I do every other, every other year and um and I remember it was like I had told Bones like, oh, "Hey, you know what? I think we need to like I Noticed that we're running low on some supplies. I, you know, I need to go pick up some stuff. And she'd gone with me. and, And she's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do that when you get back from your, from your conference, you know, the event that was in DC. And, and that was like three days, Chris, we came back, we drove back and we're like, okay, well let's just stop off at Costco or the grocery store and just pick up what we need to. Right. Yeah. And, we saw shelves and i'm like did something happen that i didn't know about like because for three days i couldn't i wasn't checking the news feed i wasn't doing anything right except for focusing on what i needed to and we came back to long lines and everything else and i was like did i miss something because
0: <laughs> yeah did something happen
1: yeah did something like do we like was there like a seismic news event That we were unaware of right and these days who knows right yeah and um yeah it was just like people started panicking and i think part of the reason why we were panicking here and you know and and the frenzy just fed the frenzy yeah because the panic was in australia the panic was here and yeah when you see like oh my god there's gonna be a shortage everybody's like oh i gotta start stockpiling and here's the thing is i usually have like you know a a, a certain amount always, right? That I keep as backup and stuff like that. And I, it, I have to admit, I was one of those people who lost my mind. And I think I triggered, you know, my siblings losing their mind. I know your mom, I did the same thing to her and she was out there. Our sister in, um, in the yeah. UK it was the same thing. I mean, <laughs> like, cause people they're like, okay, what are you, stuff. yeah, so it triggered, a, yeah, you're right. It triggered an insanity um that i think continues i think this these it goes in waves right yeah i um,
0: mean uh definitely speaking we had a lot of stuff that popped up almost all at once you know right. um and at the beginning and then towards the end like here at, you know at the end of the year there was a small scare of of, of some sort of like you know um Uh, well especially up here in Canada because there's a lot of people who are essentially just staying in yep Um, and there's a lot of ordinance to try to get people to stay in as well right there's a lot of um, yeah I mean thankfully that's going to be over the the vaccine is here we just got to wait for people to get it right right Um, but all in all thank god the year's over but Let's actually get on to some news.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, in the war room today, so there's a couple of, um, well, there's several things that I want to, us to be able to touch base on. One is that, um, you know, we've been hearing for the last couple of weeks of a a new variant in the, the virus, the COVID virus, right? And, um, and we're calling it the UK variant because... The UK was the first one um, to give the world a heads up, and one of the reasons why um, UK was able to detect it so fast is uh, bec- they are extremely aggressive in um, trying to trace it. Yeah, right. So and the, yeah, and they were they were looking for any type of variants that were coming in, um, and so u k did not sit on there sit on this information like another country did the origin of this virus why are we um, like they,
0: why are we like stepping around the issue it's like yeah, yeah it's no, china no, like
1: I, I agree with you. China didn't, and I know China is trying to rewrite that history. I'm not trying to step around it, but I, we all know it originated from china Yeah. right um and interestingly Absolutely. it's the only virus where we're not putting the origin as part of its name yeah i mean because, it, you know, it again, it, viruses, but
0: yeah yeah it's it's one of those things that uh right you think
1: about that. the ebola virus right it originated in you know in the ebola by the ebola river region right that's why it's called the ebola virus yeah um there's a number of um, other viruses that are named by the origin, but I don't want to get ourselves distracted with that. Um, so UK send out their variant. Um, I know um, here in the US, and I think Canada too. So in the US, what, at least, you know, what i have from, because um, I'm on the the Instagram for Governor um, Murphy of New Jersey, mm-hmm. just to see about the alerts and stuff like that, and I had gotten the alert that um, that in New Jersey, anybody who was coming in from the UK, they had to show that prior to boarding their flight, they had to show for 72 to two hours. They, you know, there was no, um, there were COVID ne- negative, right? So they have to bring test results in order for them to. Get on the on the flight, and I believe Canada had done the same thing. And Chris, you can correct me. If, um, yeah,
0: it's now you know. for every flight. Uh, yeah, but uh, it is right.
1: There. No, no. Initially, right, but now it is coming to every flight. And the reason why countries are doing this was because they want to um, they want to minimize the spread, right? And then we find out this past week. And there's a reason why I went into the long-winded explanation. Is uh, this week we found out that in Colorado. Uh, the UK variant has um, two people have been exposed we found that it is in Colorado um, there's two people who were diagnosed with it and it's also shown up in California and on the flip side I also know that in Canada um, Toronto received documented it its first UK variant and then I think a couple of days later Vancouver did the same thing and um, in their contact tracing it's been determined that both were originated as a result of travel from the uk now um you know the other thing is you know having experienced and lived through it these people probably did not follow the strict um you know quarantining that Canada requires that you know you and me had to do so I think that's um part of the part of the reason behind it and and the thing with the uk variant i believe um chris is that uh it's uh, the transmission is a lot faster so the incubation is a shorter period of time yeah right so that's what was happening on the the covid19 is that we do have a variant and it has now um come to the shores of uh, north america we do know that um Moderna and Pfizer both were uh, looking at um, their vaccine and how it was working with the new variant. And I believe they've come out and said that the vaccines continue to work with the new variant. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that leads me to um, Oxford and Oxford AstraZeneca published that their vaccine is ready and the UK has approved it. Here's the thing, though. The... A variant for, um, if they, I'm sorry, not the variant, the vaccine, um, created by Oxford AstraZeneca has, I think, a 65% efficacy, whereas Pfizer and Moderna have 95% and 94.1.
0: So from what I understand, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, uh, the way that they work is that they, um, is that they change the way, uh, really the, the the system itself uh the re, you know affects the receptors of the virus how those coronas those little crowns on the virus can uh, attach themselves to your cells right they they it's like a coating over over your cells preventing that protein from 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 jumping in
1: mhm
0: um and that's yeah so that's like Pfizer and Moderna but i believe the Oxford uh, AstraZeneca one was Uh, is is more like a a traditional vaccine using uh, trying to like generate uh, from from pieces of the virus on antibodies.
1: Right. And they're saying that um, the Oxford AstraZeneca is uh, more critical uh, because it is less expensive and it could be distributed um, to a lot more companies than and the companies, the countries, um, I think they don't have a storage issue, refrigeration issue, that um, a requirement, not an issue, but a requirement that Pfizer and Moderna need. Right. So um, and
0: Pfizer needs very, very, you know, hardcore requirements. Yeah. But the uh, on the other side of the uh, equation, there's uh, the Moderna is is less, you know, uh, restrictive, right? Moderna vaccine. Right. Uh, it's like at twenty negative twenty Celsius for it to to, to work, as opposed to like negative seventy, right. which is kind of crazy.
1: And that leads me to Chris, an insane story that came out of Wisconsin, um, of a a pharmacist that left, took out. They work in a you know in a health a, the Aurora Healthcare System, and that's yeah. I think really you know specific to Wisconsin. This pharmacist took out like 570 doses, put them out on the the counter, and then put them back, knowing that they were destroying the doses. And and then uh, I think 57 patients got them. So you have these like insane people who are destroying doses, which will help with the vaccination process. And that the pharmacist has been um, arrested. I think the FBI and the FDA have been involved. And it's, um, and the only, I think uh, it was found out with one of the technicians had come on seen the dosages on the counter and they're like, why are they here? And that's when they realized that, you know what, the, um, that this grouping, there are people out there who had gotten the vaccine thinking they're vaccinated, but they weren't. Right. So part of, yeah, this is the insanity, right? So I'm going to put out there, I think, you know what, if it's a proper vaccination center (laughs) by the state or my doctor, those are the two that I'm going to trust. I would not, I just can't think about like something like that happening, that somebody would be so irresponsible and have such an indifference to what, you know, to, to life. I, I, I get it. You know vaccine was like it was put on a fast track it was
0: yeah there's definitely some level of
1: yeah but i mean and i understand that you know it was fast-tracked through the fda but there's still minimum parameters i i mean i have a uh client whose spouse um you know a is part of overseeing one of the clinical trials and they're very clinical trials are monitored very very carefully for side effects and impact yeah we're not going to know the long term I get it because a vaccine won't be out there you know for long periods of time you know it's it has been out there I mean the clinical trials haven't been the three five years I get that but at the same time we need to achieve some level of herd immunity in order for us to be able to move forward and you know dumbasses like this pharmacist don't help
0: yeah i mean we need some sort of large-scale effort
1: yeah large-scale i you know i'm glad you put pointed that out so uh the Trump administration had said that by December 31st, there was had been 20 million dosages or vaccinations administered. Guess what? The real number is a million. No. Uh, well, close 2.3, 2.3 right? Million. Um. So think about it. There's 50 million available of which 20. They said should have been rolled out of which they only did 2.3. Right. And that sh- that shows a bigger issue which is that you know what um there this needs to be a national rollout you need to coordinate with states in yeah, order for state this coordination to happen and
0: this entire thing has been
1: yeah it's critical it's absolutely critical i read um uh i saw a news feed where in tennessee people were you know they're waited. there was um they're in their car so there's a it's a it's a portable vaccination center, right? Where you don't have to get out of your car, they'll administer it, they'll give you the shot, the vaccination. And they were waiting four or five hours in line. And like the line of cars went back like miles and miles just to get through. Right, so just think about that effort. Um, and, you know, so there's gotta be a better way to do this. Um, and there there definitely does need to be a federal coordination effort. And that means mobilization, I think, of the National Guard. Then that's what needs to be done. I know Canada intends to use its military to do the rollout. Yeah. Because they've got the infrastructure to do it.
0: Yeah. The, the mass rollout, any sort of mass sort of, you know, uh, uh, of, you know, large scale plan that requires a, a ton of moving pieces and logistical capabilities is really in the hands of the military
1: right right so um that's that's what our um you know so it's going to be slow and steady guys but um there is there is some level of normalcy down the road for us Mm -hmm. so that leads us to um October, not, I keep on saying October, but I mean, January sixth. I don't know why October is stuck in my head, yeah. uh, but January 6th they they're going to do the certification for, um, president like Biden and everything seemed to be okay. It's going to happen. And then there was a wrinkle and that is where Senator Hawley, a Missouri Senator has said that he's going to, um, He's going to um he's going to what um protest right protest uh, what's the, the right? Uh, yeah or, uh, so against, what it or... is is that this is typically a in game guys this is like typically um normal process where you have the electoral college certify the the win and then the sixth of January Congress does it or Congress and Senate does it. Except that um a you know a senator or congressman can lodge a protest right they can question the legitimacy so uh, what happens is and it, it so you can do it in congress and if and if somebody in senate also um protests it then Um, then it goes through a roll call, right? So McConnell had told the Republican senators he doesn't want anybody to do it. We got a fair election. It needs to be done undusted, right? And it seemed like everybody was like, okay, okay, okay. And then this past week, Holly from um, Missouri comes out and says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to protest it. I'm going to, um, or not protest, object. So, you know, Josh Hawley from Missouri said that he's going to join house Republicans in objecting to the electoral Electoral college count. Um, and now keep in mind guys, this is just a symbolic gesture. It's not going to change, um, the result. Biden has won. But they're doing it now. Holly's doing it because he's got his eye on
0: twenty twenty four, right? Trying to get into that Trump camp.
1: Yeah, he's trying to win the votes from the from the Trump supporters, right? I, I mean, he's he's trying to play the long game, long game. Um, but you know, underlying all of this is we do have a. Georgia Senate race. Right. Yeah. They're still trying to find. And I, I know I seem to Chris be going into because I think this is all uh, related. But in Georgia, the two senators, Republican senators, Loeffler and Purdue, uh, you know, they um, they've, they've had to respond right Um, they've had to react to all of these things happening and you can see where they're just looking at their um, anything to survive the possible um, results that are coming in that would get them out of office but one of the things I wanted to touch base was that one of the things that passed this last week was the stimulus bill now keep in mind it should have been passed last week Part of the stimulus bill was uh, $600 given to every American I, um, who made 75k or less in 2019. They would get $600 additional, and then as and I think it sunsets at 85k. But as you know, they as your salary increases, you get a percentage drop of that $600. Well, President Trump had said no, it shouldn't be $600; it should be $2,000. So he held off on signing off on it, you know, which jeopardized a lot of people because their part of the stimulus bill was the unemployment insurance that was going to sunset the uh, the additional monies for unemployment insurance that was going to sunset. Well, that did sunset. So those individuals who wouldn't have had a break in their unemployment insurance has about a week break in unemployment insurance. So that's. You know an implication that's happened, a result of the delay, but um, then the Democrats. He signed off on the bill. Democrats on Monday introduced a new stimulus bill, w- giving Americans an additional two thousand. And uh, you know what, Loeffler and Purdue. This is where I'm tying it back to the Senate election. Uh, so Lawler and Purdue were asked, "Do you support it? Are you going to support this? Are you going to support this?" It passed the two thousand stimulus, additional two thousand dollars in stimulus passed in the House, which is primarily um, majority is um, Democrats, and then it moves to the Senate. Well, McConnell has come out, you know, had come out, he had a. I think he had a conference with all of the, conference call with all of the senators. We're not exactly sure everything that's been said, but I'm pretty sure that they, Loeffler and Purdue probably got assurances, guys, go ahead and say that you support the 2000, it's never gonna pass. Because guess what happened, Chris? It was brought to the Senate and it didn't pass, but now Loeffler and Purdue can say, hey, we were gonna vote for it, Um, but it just didn't go anywhere. So I think there's, you know, th- there's the political shenanigans that are going on, which, again, um, is directed purely for, for um, you know, election purposes uh, of the two senators in Georgia. And this brings me back to Chris that, you know, and, when, and the, the thing that McConnell said was one of the reasons why it the 2000 wouldn't pass was because it's purely socialism. And I say that in quotes because nobody can see me with my hat, fingers going in quotes, right? But let's go back to the initial stimulus bill, right? Who got all of the benefit? Majority of the benefit were companies and corporations that had millions and millions of dollars, right? Who yeah. have a have a fund that can buffer these type of seismic events. But let's even go back to twenty eighteen when you know or when the tax reforms were done. And who got a lot of the benefit? Large corporations and the one percent. So it appears that socialism is okay when you're the one percent, right?
0: As usual, yes.
1: But if you're a regular, you know, Joe, James <laughs> Chris or Ike. Whomever. No go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was um, really interesting is that there. So, you know, and I, and I go back to this, you know, we've been saying it for such a long time. It's so important for everybody to educate themselves. Don't just just look at, you know, Oh, I'm, you know what? I've always voted Republican, so I'm going to vote Republican and I'm not going to, Think about it, like use the, you know, your analytical brain that you should have, right, Mm -hmm. to really figure this out. Don't just be a mindless zombie.
0: (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when he put it that by that and by the way, by the way, you know, um there was um there's also Representative Gomer, i Gomer, I think he's from Texas. Um yeah, he is from Texas and several Arizona Republicans now they're they're congressionals. Um they're part of the, the congressional re- republicans. He filed a suit, he filed a lawsuit in federal court in which he's requiring the federal courts to make Pence throw out the Electoral College votes. But here's the thing is, they only want those votes thrown out that were going for uh, Biden.
0: Yeah, of course. Trump's votes can stay,
1: which is like fucking bullshit. Excuse my language, sorry guys. Uh, I know, first day you guys are back (laughs) with us and I've dropped the F-bomb, which I apologize for. If it's offended your sensibilities,
0: for now, mm-hmm.
1: right? But so that that's the crazy thing is, and and the um, the latest in that, and but here's the thing is, Pence has had requested that the federal courts um, deny the the complaint, overthrow, the, uh, kick the complaint out, right? Yeah. But and um, the latest is, or as kick the claim, blah, 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 dismiss the lawsuit. That's the proper terminology, guys, sorry. Um, dismiss a, plain, a complaint and Gomert has now filed an appeal of it. All
0: right, makes perfect okay.
1: sense. Makes perfect sense, right? So that's where we are in terms of the war zone. I'm sure that there's tons of more stuff um, yeah, but, uh, that uh, will, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, sure there's tons there. and tons of more, but um, guys, so that was my, how many minutes was that? uh that was like
0: Chris. 28 minutes nonstop.
1: Okay, that was 28 minute nonstop of my like rant of, for which I thank you for listening. Yes, <laughs> and thank you. Chris. Guys. I thank you for like, you know, not necessarily interrupting me and telling me that yeah, okay, you, I'm, yeah, I'm going you
0: were, nuts. You were on a flow there and I didn't want to break it. Yeah. Um,
1: for which I appreciate.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, uh let's uh let's take a break here and we'll come back to our happy place.
1: Sounds good. And again, thank you so much for listening to my uh, new year rant. <laughs> yeah. all, right. all
0: right. And we're back. But before we go all the way into the happy place, let's just have one last little last bit, last, you know, breaking news come in.
1: Yeah. Sorry, guys. And one last thing. And I, I apologize for bringing the war room into our uh, happy place. But one last thing is that... Um, there has been unprecedented, and this is Georgia election runoff election. There's been unprecedented early vote turnout again for this election. So everybody recognizes that how important it is, and apparently the early Democratic uh, turnout has um, has um, you know concerned the GOP and the runoff. Um, there's also a lot of volunteers who've come across to get that. Um, get the vote out so very very important um i know the election's over for a majority of us those in um georgia please ensure that you do exercise your right to vote and on that note we are going where chris (laughs) all right
0: let's get to our happy place i need i need all right sounds good uh yeah so now in the happy place (laughs) um yeah (laughs) let's let's think about in terms of in terms of really like really big entertainment uh it's been sort of quiet but that's the thing it's the beginning of a new year yeah right so there was a lot of good stuff that came out this past year and uh, as part of iCast tradition we did no real research or time to do lists we're just sort of going off of like what we remember in the last couple of minutes uh, yeah and and what sort of like hit us and what we were able to watch this year in a year that has been fairly lean unfortunately because you know theaters were shut down for so mm. long and i'm not the biggest fan of of like the purely streaming environment you know okay i'm not the like i love streaming i love you know I, I think it works great for tv and then the occasional event movie that netflix or amazon or whoever puts out right um but you know like there's no netflix movie out there that i go like is, is as good as something like tenet that came out in theaters this year Right, like there's right. nothing there. There, there, there. There's always something that I feel is either a little underdone, or they could have needed a little bit more budget there, or something like that. Um, and so with stuff going purely to streaming, like Wonder Woman and, and losing that theater experience, I'm not the biggest fan of that. That all being said, though, uh, in this lean year when it comes to entertainment, we did get some really good, you know, a few really big hits, some good gems, uh, among the list, things that we did talk about and uh you know um things that some of the things that we did not um and so uh, i just want to come out and like give a recommendation for a lot of people um uh there's this show on apple tv plus ted lasso gotta watch i finally got around to watching it. it came out earlier this year but it was a really good show uh really funny got a lot of heart to it
1: i agree with you i, I you know what um i watched it based on a recommendation by you and um your brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a really good show. I I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to season two. I'm hoping there is a season two because they left it as a cliffhanger. But yeah, def it's a show definitely um you know with a lot of heart. So just to let everybody know what it's about, it's a it's a coach from Oklahoma who moves to the UK to coach a, he's a football coach who's gone to coach a soccer team that they call, you know, in soccer in the UK is called football, right? So football, football. Yeah. And it's really a, a fish out of water. Um, but you can see, you know, that, you know, a coach is a coach regardless of what, um, what sport he might, if he's a good coach, he'll be able to make that translation. Um, over or transition over to another sport so i really enjoyed it i yeah, i
0: thought I, that um like it, it's got a lot of heart right you know like the yeah. eternal optimist that ted lasso is and you know it's you could obviously tell he goes like he's well aware he does not belong here uh this yeah. is not like you know the thing that's you know that he's supposed to be really good at but you know he's going to give it his best shot right because this is sort of like a huge opportunity for him
1: right
0: um but yeah, I mean I, everything about it. I, I love the cast. Um, uh, I love the sort of the team dynamic. Um, generally speaking, like I, sports stuff is something that I don't t- t- really give you know any care about any any day of the week. I really don't. I wouldn't matter to me. Uh, right. But It was a really it, it really worked out. I, I think the dynamics in the show were pre- were really good. I'd like to see where it goes on from there. Um, and of course it's been oh, and it's been renewed for seasons two and three. So. Oh. Great. Yeah, okay. So good. it's 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 settled for a while. Uh, Apple TV doesn't have a lot of like bangers on its uh, platform, but that one was was definitely one of them. Cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what can I say? I'm quite excited about it. I think that it's going to be a really good. Uh, I think I think it will be really good. I want to see what I want to really want to see where they go with it next.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to switch to a movie that I really enjoyed, which was Greyhound. It was the Tom hanks movie,
0: oh uh, yeah,
1: right and it was that um it was a fast paced world war two uh thriller which i mean it was really really good it was it's a it's you know it's a it's about in the early days of World War two there's an international convoy of about thirty seven allied ships that are you know crossing um crossing um crossing over and um Tom Hanks is the captain of the lead ship that's, acts as a perimeter. Right, it's it's a smaller sh- it's a smaller ship, um, and that that can maneuver. Uh, it's supposed to take care of any enemies that are out there, right? So uh, I I don't want to give it too much because the it's such an action packed um it's such an action packed movie, but there's a period of time. Uh, I forgot how many hours it is where they won't be able to have any air support this, um, this flagship of, um, of, um, battleships. Right. And so, and when I say they won't have any coverage, it's because the, the, the planes, the allied planes, there's, they only have a certain range. And so they're crossing over. And so they've gone as far as they can. And then there's a, period of there's a length of the ocean where they won't have any coverage I and mean, this is where Tom Hanks character or uh, his his boat or his battleship is supposed to protect um and take care of the the fleet right yeah. and it's just um and they and they're they're protecting them against you know um German u-boats yeah. and um so it I it was such a great movie I, I have to say, you know, Chris, I, you had asked me what was, you know, what was my favorite movie? I have to, because I was just thinking about, okay, what did I see? I really like this one. I would have to say Greyhound is probably my favorite movie.
0: Of the year. Yeah. I, I, in a year of, of, of a while, yeah. So.
1: In a year of, uh, for 2020. That's not to say that I didn't enjoy Wonder Woman because I really, really enjoyed Wonder Woman. We, uh, you know, and I, want to go back and see it again uh but Greyhound it was just like I I mean I could probably watch it and I've already admitted for the last year that you know I I like war movies and this is this is one of the best ones that I've seen
0: yeah easily.
1: and I love Tom Hanks <laughs>
0: yeah Tom Hanks is a national treasure. <laughs> but yeah, um, he really is he's yeah, amazing um but yeah so yeah uh yeah definitely in terms of my favorite film uh that i watched this year it would have been tenet um you know i, I am a, a chris Nolan junkie and yeah. uh tenet in particular it was was some other kind of business it was it was really good i, I really enjoyed where it went and, and and how it went that way uh and you know tenet is is it's a, it's a hard movie to describe it's it's you know fundamentally a movie about time travel but in a done in a way that's never really been you know sort of showcased before right Um, uh, you know a second equals a second even if you're going backwards in time it's it's, it's very um, it it is a very difficult movie to 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 explain but I don't think it's that difficult a movie to understand Um, yeah
1: no I agree with you and we have uh, we have done a um, in-depth podcast on tenant
0: Yes, we did. And we did a really, really deep in-depth podcast on time.
1: So the other, um, I know that was my favorite. I've already touched on Wonder Woman, how I enjoyed it. Um, There's a couple of which I would say honorable mentions if you guys haven't already seen it. I know Chris, you and me have differed on this, but I was okay with the old guard, the Charlize Theron movie.
0: Yeah, the Netflix
1: movie, Yeah, the Netflix movie. I mean, it came out pretty early on in the during the pandemic, that. Um, that I was able to you know,
0: definitely uh, pinch off some of the success from yeah. everyone going like, all right, what do we watch right now?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, in terms of um, timing, that was good. Uh, and the other one um, I really enjoyed. So my it would be the gentleman. We've discussed that too. Guy Ritchie movie about you know the. The normal insanity and misunderstanding and events that lead to other events—comedy um, yeah. of errors.
0: Yeah, very Guy Ritchie type of uh, plot, um, you know, like Snatch and and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Just, it, but it, it's Guy Ritchie doing what he does, but at his best. So, yeah, yeah, that is actually another good one that I'd like to put on the list. So, yeah, Gentlemen. Um, what else? What else came out this year that was? really something to
1: yeah I mean okay so I haven't seen it um and I'm debating whether to see it but there's it's a it's getting a lot of um it's getting a lot of like you know it's like the top number one um uh Netflix show streaming show right now which is Bridgerton I don't know have you seen it Chris
0: no I have not heard of this at all what is this
1: well, I mean it's based on a a series of novels, but it and it's a period piece, sort of like a Pride and Prejudice prejudice type of period piece. Okay. Um and I know my sister in the UK was like, "Oh, you guys have to see it." <laughs> like, um okay. <laughs> but um and it's re- it really follows the aristocracy, you know, and how so you a, see I'm a, not
0: the biggest fan of say something like, you know, um Jane Austen and that sort of thing. Yep. Um and then on top of that, um, I'm not really. Um, but that being said, I did like Downton Abbey. Like that that show like really sucks you in. So maybe it might be one of that scenario. Uh,
1: it could. Uh, well, you know what? It's definitely sucked a lot of people in. Uh, I've actually been really surprised at how um, how you know people have enjoyed it. Like I, I. have I mean, I've I've actually been um able to go back and look at things, right? Like yeah. I I just started Young Sheldon. I don't know if you yeah, right I, it's I based on big
0: bang theory stuff. So
1: Yeah. So well I just started it and then it's a good one that I can keep in the background. It's it's cute. It's a cutesy little um show, thirty minutes, doesn't take a lot of your time. Right. So um yeah, I've I've I'm going back in am looking at series that I typically had not, right? But um in in terms of some of the good ones that we have, I mean Discovery season 3 came out.
0: Yeah. And I so, think we
1: have one um uh, we have one uh, more episode left of it. And um then we if you want we can discuss that on a you know yeah. after that concludes.
0: Yeah, that concludes next week. So yeah, we should definitely discuss that then.
1: yep I watched, um, I just finished um, last week, uh, His Dark Materials Season 2, which I actually enjoyed. I mean, I thought Season 1 was slightly, I don't know if I was a fan of Season 1, but I was going to give Season 2 a chance, and I enjoyed it. I liked it.
0: Uh, so that's something I do need to give a chance because I watched the first episode and it didn't really catch me. Okay. Uh, but if season two is a little bit better than yeah. It, it seems like something I could give a try, especially if there's nothing else to watch.
1: Yeah, no i I think it was um, it wasn't um, one thing that's um, streaming now uh, is st- um, the Stand, the Stephen uh, King novel that's turned into a miniseries. Um, it was in, it turned into a miniseries in the early 1990s, and now they're re redoing it yeah um and s- it's a lot more gruesome it's like you know in terms of it, it again it deals with a pandemic where a majority of the people die they get sick and flu-like symptoms starts off with flu-like symptoms and then their glands then swell up of, yeah, and yeah, it's it like gross. Yeah. yeah it gets disgustingly gross and I'm just like every time I see like where they try I was just like Ugh, I don't want to see it yeah um the Queen's Gambit that was a Netflix movie show which I really enjoyed. I liked it. I it was hard, it, it was sort of slow-paced I think when it first started, but it picks up really fast and as a result um there's a lot more chess enthusiasts.
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: <laughs> which is good. I mean, you know something good came out of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, those are actually all pretty good choices. I mean, the easy one that we got into a lot of, and unfortunately, you our listeners would know a lot of the stuff that we got into this year, um, and one of them being Mandalorian. And we did a huge deep, yep. deep dive on that one. So Mandalorian definitely, you know, that was, uh, of course, near the end of the year, another big highlight of it.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm... Oh, so, Chris, uh, and we watched, we saw a couple of um, foreign uh, series, right? Uh, one was uh, Ragnarok. Which I really enjoyed.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Beforeeners was this year.
1: Yeah. And the other one was the Beforeeners. So we've done them, um, we had done a podcast on them too. But if you guys didn't take our recommendations earlier on, I'm going to circle back and say, watch them. Um, I would listen to them, I would watch it in their original native language with subtitles because I think you get certain inflections.
0: Yeah. There's more nuance um, to it.
1: Yeah. The nuances. Um, and that, and then we saw the the three part movie trilogy, um, the the Spanish trilogy. Do you you know the which Bastan one I'm talking or about? Baslin yeah, or... that's it. the The Baston trilogy. Yeah. That was really good. I really enjoyed those. Those were on Netflix.
0: I felt my only issue with the trilogy is that I felt it wasn't done. Like I like this. There, I feel like there's more here.
1: I agree. Like you, so. Uh, that's good because you know what, it does, it does give them, um, the ability to expand in that universe. Cause Hopefully. I look, you know, because of that, because of that trilogy, I took a look at, um, a couple of more, I watched a couple more and I was disappointed because they weren't as well thought out and put together. There's, you know, the storytelling was more disjointed. So I'm glad that they did this in a trilogy because it really fleshed out not only the characters, but the environment and the storyline. And they're all interconnected. They were all interconnected. There was yeah. like this, this really nice weaving of the storylines that I really enjoyed. Um, the boys came out. I know that you liked, yeah, you liked the boys a lot. Really great. And I don't know. I think it to me I I don't know. <laughs> I'm still on the fence on that one.
0: You're still on the fence?
1: Yeah, I am. Sorry. I know you're probably like, Why? Such a good show.
0: Well, it's pretty good. Uh The Boys is 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 unique in that it really just shreds up everything that we know about uh you know, all that um, how best to put it. Um, all of that um, like superhero stuff that we're really into now, right? Like all that superhero genre stuff, um, all of it gets really, really more deeply understood with with, with bigger nuances. I I think that The Boys does a a good job of parodying and satirizing that specific genre.
1: But it is bloody and gross. Yeah, it is. It's extremely... Um, I'm surprised Chris you haven't said this what we do in the shadows
0: oh yeah season two was this year it was so early in the year too yeah season two was particularly good
1: yeah Yeah. yeah, it was I mean because of you I started watching it and um, again I you know because bones isn't always like my sense of humor and my sense of humor is very similar to yours yeah I um, have to, like, you know, I, I have to watch it in, like, drips.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's worth it. It's a good show. It
1: was a good show. It It is a good show. Do we know if it's got another season?
0: Uh, I believe it does. Yeah, a third season is, is on the way.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, so um, one show which has already ended, which I don't – And Chris, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's a Netflix. It used to be a TNT is Longmire. If you haven't watched it, you guys should watch it. It's I think four or five seasons and it's a complete arc, but it's a, it started off, um, you know, on TV, Netflix, then picked it up and finished it and Mm. it was a really, really good, um, show. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, Longmire just ended, and um, also this year, Supernatural ended. And um, that, that I mean, if you were into that show for the last 15 years, uh, that was a journey.
1: It was. I mean, there were some seasons that, okay, so I I like Supernatural, um, and I have watched it. Um, I probably spent the first three four seasons, like, because I don't like scary stuff, screaming half the time, but... <laughs> yeah but it but was it was, it was good right and afterwards it wasn't all that scary um but there were some seasons which were um after the initial arc had completed There are some seasons that you could probably skip others that were much much better uh but i think you know what it, it concluded very nicely
0: yeah I, I think it did as well um definitely uh definitely you know gives the show a nice send off but uh, yeah i think uh that, i think that that's a pretty good spot for us to to add it. um there's a, well, a whole bunch of stuff that we missed unless you got something really really
1: well i i want to tie it off and the last bit is um as i said i don't watch scary stuff mm-hmm. it freaks me out but uh haunting of hill house and um, it's uh, the the second um, the was is it the haunting of uh, house? Bly house
0: blind matter yeah
1: blind matter that's it sorry blind matter those two were those those two were surprisingly really good for somebody who does not like to watch scary stuff so if you like scary stuff you'll enjoy it I think the first one was much scarier than the second one definitely but both were i think good shows um good series and i'm actually looking forward to seeing if there's going to be a third one do we know if there's going to be a third one chris
0: i do not know netflix is always like what if and maybe with all their stuff
1: yeah they tend to let us know i uh, i think you know a couple months um into it but um just one thing ragnarok the one the uh foreign series that I've um, recommended Mm -hmm. it does have a second season that's coming out soon I don't have a date but there is a second season coming out on that and um, you'll understand why because there was a slight cliffhanger and Ragnarok it's really a reincarnation of the, the Norse gods in everyday kids and people. So yes. look I would strongly recommend that. If if I was going to recommend anything for you guys to binge watch on this weekend, Ragnarok. Would you agree, Chris? Or are you yeah, like trying, forget
0: I'm it. I'm trying to think actually. Ragnarok is a pretty good one to recommend. I would recommend the other one that we talked about, The Performers.
1: As binge uh, binge-worthy shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Both were really good. So the Beforeiners are HBO and uh, Ragnarok is Netflix. Yeah. And I did notice because we've got HBO Max. I used to have the HBO um, app, but now it's HBO Max and it is on HBO Max. The Beforeiners.
0: Good. Makes sense.
1: Okay. And I think um, that's... I mean, I could probably go on and on and on about more shows, but those I really had enjoyed and I, you know what, um, because, I, and I was just thinking about, it, um, that we hadn't circled back to foreign films and, um, or foreign, uh, TV shows again. And I, those, I think get overlooked, uh, you know, with a lot of recommendations, be, uh, but I, they shouldn't be, they're very good.
0: They are they they, they, they really uh, push the uh, envelope very well in my opinion.
1: Right. Absolutely, and I think on that note, it. Um, I would say. Thank you for joining us, and we can't stop the. Yeah. Sig-
0: hold, uh, one second, one second. I want to say it. All right.
1: Okay. Thank you for joining <laughs>
0: us, and remember, always remember the most important thing about the iCast: you can't stop the signal.
1: Have a good one, guys.
0: See ya.